0: Why does it feel like heaven's gonna fall for doing something natural? I'm still stuck between God, sex, and shame. Oh, Why does it feel like the world's gonna end for nothing a good man? I'm still
1: Well, hello, and welcome back to Oh, Deary, Deary Me. I'm your host, Caroline Deary, and today we're diving into a topic that um, low-key, like, it just scares me to talk about, but I, I like, I feel it in my gut that it's, it's important. I feel like my younger, I owe it to my younger self, um, and the topic today is God, sex, and shame. And, and, you know, in, cause in my mind, God equals love, the God that, you know, that I was brought up with kind of equaled shame. So, you know, I know so many people have experienced serious trauma, even like post marriage due to toxic purity culture. And I can't think of anyone better to talk about this topic than the gal who released the song God, Sex, and Shame herself. You know, this woman, she is an independent recording artist, toured with some of the biggest names in country music, and is now on the forefront of the genreless movement. She has soulful vocals, catchy melodies, but more than that, the emotion. Every single one of her songs feels vulnerable, smart, and important. And side note, just a little side note, gorgeous to the point where you're like okay there's no way that this chick has developed a personality like she's too hot and then you meet her and you're like oh my oh my god she's funny down to earth sweet awesome smart and you're like okay so god has favorites cool I I could literally go on and on, but give it up
0: for Lacey Cavalier. <laughs> that was the kindest intro. I want you to read that at every single one of my birthdays, at my wedding, <laughs> at my funeral. At your funeral. No, literally just play this podcast every morning. When you're <laughs> like, when you need to pick me up. I'm going to send it to all my distant family members just to check in. Let them know, you know, I'm doing well. Just remind them. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, no, it was like
1: seriously a super easy, you know, hype up intro to write because you're like kind of the coolest girl ever. Uh,
0: I feel the same way about you. So really <laughs> appreciate that.
1: Um, also, I have to tell you, because um, the song God, Sex and Shame, everyone, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard the song, please pause this is the only time that I will tell you to pause my <laughs> podcast but please pause and listen to the song on Spotify or wherever you stream your music because we're getting into that but there's a little like run that you do or riff I don't know what it is yeah and when you say natural yes and <laughs> please the is- please
0: don't ask me to do it
1: <laughs> Just no this song is always stuck in my head and I'm like I can never, I sound so
0: bad at that part. (laughs) Dude, it took me, like, I wrote that, and it took me, like, four days to learn it and good enough to record it. It still trips me up, and I don't know why. It doesn't feel like it should be that difficult.
1: Oh, no, it's a tricky run, (laughs) and I, like, I can, I can carry a tune. I'm no, You can. thank you, I'm no, you know, Mariah Carey up in here, but like I just sound like butt. <laughs> like Stop. Butt cheeks when I get to that I part, don't I'm like, believe it. I'm like Lacey. I'll try it for the camera right now. I'm, or er, wait, for do the, it, do it. For the like this is me doing my best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laugh>. Okay. Not
0: <laughs> Not Wait, but do <laughs> <laughs> natural. That was phenomenal. It's a think, natural. I think this is the next TikTok you need to do.
1: <laughs> me attempting
0: uh, god sex and shame. Yeah, rips. you can just do. You can play little clips of different songs and then try to reenact the runs. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. it.
1: That could be something. Look at me, tiktoking I know. I'm going to have to cut you a check for that. I
0: know, right? I'll take any check.
1: (laughs) Literally. Okay. So, Lacey, what's your zodiac sign?
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that you ask this because I am completely obsessed with astrology as of, like, the last year or two. But I am an Mm. Aries. Does that feel, like, obvious to you or...
1: No, it doesn't. Because, first of all, I ask this question because I'm a dummy. And, like, you know, growing up in the South, nobody talks about Zodiacs. No, they think
0: it's, like, the dumbest thing ever. Hogwash. Yeah.
1: And then when I moved to L.A., everyone was, like, they knew. It was, like, the secret language that I was not a part of. (laughs) And... One day, I sat down and I just wrote a list of all my friends and all of their signs and was like, I'm going to crack this code. <laughs> and I so, need to
0: do that. That's such a good idea.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how. So, literally, that's why I asked this question because I'm like, okay, what? Like, okay. So, do you know anything about being an Aries?
0: I do, actually. And the reason why, which also, yes, the growing up, in the South, I think that's so true. And I honestly cringe at myself sometimes now when I'm like what's your sign because I'm like oh I've, I've become one of those people but I don't even care because there is a lot of people are like it's so much fluff and this and that but I don't feel like God like wouldn't think about the stars alignment Ooh. like alignment as we're being born I think that's something he would think about I feel like it's <sighs> spiritual I feel like we're all connected and I, I feel like there's There was so much intention with every single human being that was created. Why would he not, like, have all of, you know, the stars aligned as well?
1: That's such an interesting way to look at it. Because literally, uh, hello, Jesus of Nazareth (laughs) had the freaking star tell... (laughs)
0: the wise men where to find him
1: like of course stars have meaning with our birthdays
0: exactly i don't think he just created them as like something pretty to look at i think the same way i don't know sorry i'm getting off topic with the aries i'll come back but like same way i don't know if you've heard of like grounding and all that like in allowing mother earth to kind of recharge you and to heal you like i i know a lot of people especially in the christian culture think that's all hippy dippy and this and that but i'm like again yeah the same god that created us and and whatever created the earth first and built in all of these things that we're just we may we might think are fads or whatever but i think that we honestly look stupid for just now putting two and two together
1: yeah i'm literally about to go outside and touch some grass i mean I'm like, right i'm about to have a spiritual experience in my front lawn <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's we're on to something but yeah Aries um they are they're bold they're direct they are um ambitious they have a fire I mean we're a fire sign so like I definitely struggle with anger from time to time um god now like because you asked me I can't list it all but I'll send you like a million and one one descriptions but yeah um just kind of the way that it, it it can kind of go hand in hand with the Enneagram it's kind of whatever people want to believe but it's just certain like core desires I think of like personalities
1: mm-hmm.
0: and definitely the the core Aries like motivators as far as like behavioral motivators like I align with for sure
1: hmm. that's really interesting you know what I mean I love that no I feel like I'm just yeah I'm gonna do my research but I could see you know ambitious and bold for you for sure
0: thanks you like how I just did the positive ones (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen your anger so (laughs) oh you. wait what are you I'm a Virgo okay my mom's a Virgo are you very like do you have some like type a things about you
1: a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I made um, a little TikTok that acts, that went viral with my boyfriend of me, like, telling him how to load the dishwasher. Dead. And I'm like, the comments are like, this is a Virgo, isn't it? I'm
0: like, hey. That's hilarious. See, like, I'm a perfectionist, and I, I think there's a little bit of that in Aries, but mostly we're just bossy. So, like, and we feel Jeez. like we need to be in control of everything. Mm. so mine comes less from type a but more of just like it doesn't matter if you're doing it better than me I just need to be in control of the dishwasher placements you know what I mean that's
1: funny (laughs) I
0: feel that I feel that too Lacey do you have a current mantra at the moment honestly oh I feel like you're catching me in like a season of survival mode a little bit Mm. um but I perfect can, yeah but I can say my current and kind of lifelong mantra especially in these seasons it's not short and sweet it's not like just it's not going to be one that just hits you and you just are like wow that was brilliant I'm kind of gonna ramble a little bit but like I've honestly it just comes back to honesty and trying to in whatever situation I'm in tap into like the purest part of my soul, which I do feel like is intertwined with the Holy spirit or is the Holy spirit. Mm. And just follow that gut instinct and that like truth and be constantly checking in with myself and just going, all right, in this very moment, in this situation, in this conversation, like, what is the truth here? What, it what, what are you feeling? What are whatever? And just be, the purest form of myself because that's the only thing that I can, like, control. Yeah. Especially when I feel like my world is just spinning around me and I've, like, some would say, you know, spiraling out, but, you know,
1: whatever. (laughs) Some would call it a casual breakdown. Yeah.
0: I'd call it an epiphany. (laughs) Exactly. I call it a Tuesday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh for sure you know I love that no I, I really
0: feel inspired by that
1: and then what is something that made you laugh
0: recently I have been dying laughing at new girl I've never seen oh, yeah. it before <gasps> this is the first time me watching it and I I was in the studio for a week and while they're like comping and stuff, I'll just sit on my iPad. Sometimes I'll read, but you know. But (laughs) mostly I'll just sit with my headphones and watch like (laughs) Netflix. And Mm -hmm. I started New Girl and my producer literally turned around and looked at me. He's like, You you've been like laughing. You never just laugh. And I'm like, this show is freaking it's just I love wholesome, like quick witted humor. Like stupid, just fun good humor.
1: Yeah. Schmidt is my favorite. Love him. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And can you, can you give a little, you know, life summary for the listeners?
0: Oh man. Little, I'll just get, okay. Little life summary, basically (laughs) back on the topic of spiraling out. No, (laughs) um, I honestly just I feel like I'm taking inventory right now of, mm. of my life. I'm doing a little Instagram detox. I'm mm-hmm. kind of looking at the way that I'm going about my career as an independent artist and you you use the word integrity when we talked before this um we were catching up and I think mm-hmm. my life right now I'm kind of looking at my friendships, my career, m- my just day day to day life and and trying to make sure that it stems from like the deepest form of integrity like i want i i don't want fleeting relationships i don't want you know mm. to toss stuff up on the internet because i'm trying to keep up or whatever i want everything i do to to have intention and um and integrity and i think my life right now is is just kind of looking at everything around me and going does this align with that that idea mm.
1: yeah I love so,
0: that that's where I'm at it's not it's yeah. not the prettiest but we're figuring it out this is 23
1: yeah wait I didn't know I for some reason I felt like because you're so mature I felt like you were a little older I'm about
0: to be 24 Caroline don't bring it up
1: No, I'm about to be 25.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're so old. No, I know. We're going to
1: listen back to this one day and be like, oh, God. But I, like, I went into this pandemic as a 23. 23 is, like, the hottest year.
0: We lost our 23.
1: I know. 23, everyone knows that's, like, the, the exact prime.
0: I mean, right? I turned 23 on March 26th, the start of the freaking pandemic. I lost my Jordan year to oh COVID.
1: I know this. I know this. You're, you're about to have your birthday.
0: I know, but I feel like I'm going to be 23 again. I've just decided. I know.
1: No, I've, I've told, again, made a TikTok, and I said to the internet, <laughs> we're coming out of this thing the same age as we went in. <laughs> and that is fat and i said like and so many people have been saying this they're like if you see me in the club and i'm 30 you mind your you mind your business um <laughs> cuz i lost, lost a hot town. year <laughs> yeah um okay so now that everyone has listened to god sex and shame that's listening to this podcast and come back welcome back
0: welcome back um
1: we are so glad that you're shook and you're still here <laughs> Um, I was certainly shook when I heard this for the first time in like the best way possible. Um, so, you know, let's get into it. Lacey, what were some of the conversations that you had, you know, <clears throat> growing up surrounding sex and how did that affect the way you viewed love and relationships?
0: You know, what's crazy is I feel like most of the conversations that ended up shaping the way I thought were actually internal conversations. Mm. Um, I feel like the sermons or the weeks at church camp or, you know, just Sunday school on, on Sunday um, or youth group or whatever. I feel like those were more just seeds being planted mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and my perfectionism, my fear of failure, my fear of God, whatever it all, just felt like it was all just kind of pouring you know water onto this little seed and my internal conversations became very with with myself and with God just became very very uh, almost almost like I had already like ruined my life basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at home like with my parents and stuff we didn't talk about it like we sex wasn't brought up I remember I was like 14 in youth group or something and I came home and like asked my parents if I could order a purity ring online and that was like (gasps) all we you know that was and they were like yeah of course and it was always my decision like it was always something I carried around um Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it was I don't I, I often think about like the other kids I grew up with and I'm like I wonder if they struggled with it the way I did or if it was more of like my personality blended with my environment that caused mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely still to this day. Like, I mean, even like I said in the season I'm in right now, like I have moments where I'm not just taking inventory of like, oh, is do I like this person or whatever. But I like look at my relationship. I'm like, oh my god, I had sex. I- I've ruined my life. I need to just cut them out and start over because. That's not, Mm. that doesn't have God written all over it. Mm. So it still affects the way that I think and operate. And I have to literally tell myself that's, uh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. That's not it. So interesting that you say that I've never thought about it in that way, but I'm thinking back. I literally like went with my friend, not my parents Mm -hmm. telling me to go. I went with my friend to like a purity ring conference and came home with a purity ring. My parents were like, uh, okay, Mm -hmm. go off.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. And I, I I, like, I think about if I had gone to my parents, what that conversation would have looked like versus, you know, the conversations that we were having out on the basketball court outside the youth group house or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it became so much bigger in my mind because I, let it sit in there and fester and whatever and I was so and that's where the shame comes in there too is like you're not supposed to talk about it Mm -hmm. especially the female like once once the sermon's done once the authority figure has finished speaking about it like
1: end of discussion yeah
0: it was it was just kind of like that's it that's what it is and I'm not going to question it but it like ate me alive and then you obviously have you go to back to public school or whatever. And there's like, you know, a whole different group of people thinking different things and whatever. And I almost just avoided it. I just put blinders on and I was like, well, I've been told that's wrong. That's bad. And I don't know. And then it just kept that thought process just kept living in the dark and it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew.
1: Yeah. So, you know, My boyfriend, Cam, Mm -hmm. we love. Sweetie. um, (laughs) Sweetie. He didn't grow up around like this, you know, Southern Bible Belt purity culture that we experienced. Mm -hmm. So when this song came out, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is revolutionary. Like this is, Mm -hmm. you know, it sparked conversation that I was able to share with him some of the past traumas that I, you know, had, around the conversations of sex growing up and like if some like it's just crazy that some people don't never had that or like Mm -hmm. don't understand that so how would you kind of describe like toxic purity culture
0: oh gosh toxic um (laughs) yeah I think I can just or explain it from my point of view watching like especially now with um the like christian churches and stuff and their presence on social media or like the speakers i mean i idolize sadie robertson she grew up 45 minutes from me and is the same age as me and we definitely had the same upbringing and whatever and i looked at her and i'm like fuck she's doing it I'm not you know she's done it she's she's favored and Mm -hmm. that the fact that that like even crosses my mind is like heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and I just I know I never wanted to be a part of that I never wanted to portray and nothing like this is not a tackle, Teddy Robertson just everybody but like I just could look at that and go like okay, I know their intention is good and whatever, but, like, no one's talking about the reality of what life really looks like and that, like, it's not perfect and not everyone, like, waits and not everyone is, like, I don't know, just on their P's and Q's. And I don't think that purity culture was set out to shame people, but I think the lack of like honesty and the lack of transparency has created that environment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I guess I just wanted to be like on the other side of it where it's like, I love God and I try really hard to do right. But like I'm human.
1: Right. And I think like, you know, probably the worst, the worst thing is like saying the analogy of like you're a crumpled up rose or like yeah. you're used in a piece of paper that like, you know, gets crumpled up, but then it still has value. It's like, okay, it's the right intention. But like at the same time, I feel like crap. And yeah. like, you know, you have a line in your song that says boys will be boys, but girls should be, you know, virgins. Should, yeah. should be virgins. It was like, I remember a conversation with a teacher that I had at my Christian school and we were like, so if you have sex before marriage and mm-hmm. you're dating a guy and you tell him that, and then he's like your fiance and he's, and you say, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I did this in the past, but like, that's not who I am. And he says, okay, well, I can't marry you then. Cause mm-hmm. you're not a person. Yeah. Like, is that okay? And she's like, yeah, I would understand that. And Whoa. then I was like, well, if the situation was flipped and your fiancé says, I've had sex in the past and you haven't and you're a virgin, would you be able to forgive that and have grace for that like mm-hmm. Jesus would? And she was like, yes, I would. But I would understand if he wouldn't for me because... Well, it's just
0: widely accept- accepted that, like, they're not going to... A man's not going to be a virgin. Yeah. And it's so fucked up.
1: It's so weird. It's like... <laughs> It's this idea that, like, uh, guys, like, can't help it. And that's how God created yeah. them. But even down to, like,
0: sorry, I I didn't even really answer your original question. I'm just, like, all over the place. Because, honestly, like, this this stuff still, like, even just hearing you use that analogy, like, I still, in the back of my mind, have moments where, like, I feel undeserving of, like, a blessed marriage or a prosperous marriage because of my actions. Wow. But even in like, within like anatomy wise and like female body wise, just even the myths of like how it, you know, our bodies like, sorry, this is explicit, but like stretch out or this or that if we have sex and we're just like, we're just tainted, we're broken. Mm -hmm. if if that happens and it's just these like it's lie after lie that like we are constantly absorbing even if we don't want to even like we were watching love island like these past few days because again like i said i'm spiraling out but um no but i'm like watching just the way that they like treat like slut shame these girls or whatever and like the guys are doing the same shit i'm not some like feminist stick a middle finger up in the air like this or that like I'm a feminist but I'm saying it's not like my you know I don't feel like that's my purpose in life I I don't that's not what drives Mm -hmm. me but it does you can't say that there's not a difference in the way that we're treated when it comes to sex especially within the Christian culture and it just fucking sucks like yeah I I don't know if that'll ever change but it's I don't know I just You can't not acknowledge it.
1: Mm -hmm. And I mean, I hope it does because, you know, growing up in the South, you have another line that says like, you know, all you heard was from you heard from men on suits Mm -hmm. or men in suits on stages. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking a lot about how like, you know, even just us talking on this podcast is like so It's so nice to have women share their, share their hearts and share their stories and share their perspectives when that wasn't really, you know,
0: shared with us or given to us Mm -hmm. growing up. It's, it still makes me uncomfortable a little. Like I still Mm -hmm. like find myself stumbling and watching what I say. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even in this moment right now, which like, you, you know, me out outside of all this and you know I don't I don't struggle to have a conversation about anything but like Mm -hmm. this topic in general I really still struggle with because it's a respect thing too like with where I grew up and there's so many things that I I love about how I was raised yeah this is just like in any upbringing or environment or wherever there's gonna be things that like aren't necessarily the most positive that you take away from it and this happens mm-hmm. to be the glaring one for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it yeah, it's, it's something we were trained not to speak about. So it, it's still like, makes me feel uncomfortable and whatever. And like, I think that's the main reason I felt like I had to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when you wrote God, Sex and Shame, what was that writing process like?
0: Well, originally it was called Virgin and I had written like typically I'll write um, poems to start. Mm -hmm. So I'll just write stanzas and stanzas of poems about a topic. And then that typically, depending on how like heavy of a topic it is, that could be a year long process, which this Mm -hmm. one was. And then I every time I sit down to actually try to bring like musicality to it. I'll like search through what I've written and kind of see what the common theme is or, or where it lands. And for this one, like I really struggled to figure out what it was I was trying to say. Cause I, it was still so wrapped up in like hurt Mm -hmm. and anger and confusion. And so it was virgin for like four different versions. And then finally landed on God, sex and shame this past summer. And I realized like, overall, my goal was to just say that I don't freaking know, like, I don't mm-hmm. have the answer to this, like about what you're supposed to do with like virginity and this and that. And like what God thinks about, I don't, I don't know, but all I know is that this is how it affected me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the place that I wrote it from. And, and um I mean, up until shit a week before it came out I was reading the lyrics going oh my god am I doing this mm. <laughs> am I really doing this like I'm,
1: well you yeah. know I texted you and I said I think this is actually the lord's work because I'll never forget you know my bible one of my really awesome bible teachers telling over and over again telling us over and over again it's the goodness of god it's mm-hmm. the love of god that draws people in mm-hmm like that was his like tagline was it's the goodness of God that draws people in. And, you know, I, I texted you and I said, Mm -hmm. I think God's whole point, Jesus's whole message was to love people Mm -hmm. and to live lives full of love and, and joy and pleasure. Um, Wink, wink. (laughs) I'm I'm not saying Jesus was like, Hey, everyone, like, do, do whatever, but I'm saying that, like, the message got t- twisted somewhere along the line, and shame got added in where it didn't belong, mm-hmm. and to bring up these thoughts, to bring up these questions of, like, wait, I'm not feeling good, like, mm-hmm. and this can't be God, mm-hmm. this can't be it, this can't be why we're here, to mm-hmm. feel unholy. Mm-hmm. and feel separated from from the highest good like right so I think it's you know to question and be like what? where God wh- where do you feel about me and all this One mm-hmm. well, just it's important
0: yeah a hundred percent and even just like allowing yourself to be angry with God mm-hmm. and knowing that he wants to hear that and I had so many versions of the song that were driven in that way you know there's been so many different angles and and I think you know as much as the song's about sex it's also about going you know you can be honest with your creator yeah and that's allowed and your prayers don't always have to be you know thank you Pretty. so much god for the roof over my head and the food going in my, my mouth obviously those are necessary and whatever but like there are the days or the seasons like I'm in now where I'm like, what, what do you want from me? I feel mm-hmm. like I'm so hurt by this earth and by the, you know, by this religion and by this whatever. And like, God, I need, I, I need to tell you this. Like I'm feeling the human bullshit that comes along with being human. And I know this, that's, that was the point of this journey is for me to, to be honest with you and to lean on you because I can't do it or because this doesn't make sense or whatever. And I think this past year has been a lot of just separating myself from the religious ritualistic, you know, journey and mm-hmm. leaning more into the one-on-one relationship with God and going, you know, this is messy as hell. And I- I'm ready to just embrace that and stop feeling the, the earthly pressure of like or the societal pressure of being like a perfect christian girl because that doesn't exist
1: yeah well how have you you know grown or healed from
0: releasing this song oh man honestly i feel like i'm still in the midst of it like this morning i pull out my bible for the first time in like a year i've been just so angry honestly and this song and like admitting that was felt like a first step. Um mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's your relationship with Jesus or even yourself with it, your relationship with yourself, even within like spirituality, is like ever evolving and looking different. But I think, like you said about God being love coming back to that and, and really like I've healed in the way of like, building my relationship with God more based on that rather than a performance-based relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been probably the biggest shift I've seen within like releasing the song literally and also releasing the emotion and the, you know, built up resentment that sparked or motivated this song, inspired this song.
1: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I feel like in my life, you know, I've I've acted one way around family members that I wanted to impress with my, like, oh, I'm going to this church. I'm this mm-hmm. involved. I know I'm doing this. I know I'm doing that. And, like, in the past couple years, I had to take a, a second and be like, okay, I'm doing this for other people. And I remember, you know, someone asked me like where how are you feeling about your relationship with God like Mm -hmm. tell me about that someone I barely even knew and I was like huh this is a question that gets asked all the time Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I'm ready to share this with you like sometimes you don't always have to like you know open up about the deep like Not everyone's going to understand where you are with God and not everyone's going to understand the journey, but all you, like you were saying, all you have to do is understand what is true to you and authentic to you. And what are you learning about love and the highest good and the highest power, Mm -hmm. the creator of the universe. And like that has to sit right with you at the end of the day and what people want to think about where you're going or what kind of person you are. It's like, all I can do is just try to be the hands and feet of a loving person, a loving God. Exactly. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And then sharing about like the struggle of that is a part of the mission, you know? Yeah. And saying that God doesn't want you to be perfect. Doesn't want you to have it figured out. Then you wouldn't need him. And I think mm-hmm. like the Christian culture sometimes shames us for not always like when someone asks you how your relationship with God is, and you aren't like, oh, it's amazing. I've you know listened to this like beautiful spiritual encounter that I had last week, and and I'm moving, I'm changing lives, and I'm I'm all happy and whatever. Like that's not reality. That's
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's not what God wants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and like obviously he, not that he doesn't want us to be happy or that like whatever, but I just mean he he knows that that's not real life or, or that's (laughs) not like what our hearts are really feeling all the time. And I think the more we embrace the shitty seasons and the, the learning seasons and the like traumatic seasons, the more or the closer to him we get and the, and the closer we get to, to others around us that have also experienced those things. And, and that alone to me, like when you connect with strangers or whatever people in your life that have had those similar experiences and you can share and, and connect on that. That to me is a form of feeling God. I, I, I feel yeah. it all the time. Like even when we're talking before this, like having a, a good conversation where you feel like your soul is like truly connecting with another person. To me, that is so spiritual.
1: Mm, yeah, I know. It's, it's so true. I, I love that you said that because I'm like, I love how we can hop on a phone call and be like, hey, this is where I am, like, Mm -hmm. for real. Mm -hmm. Like, for real, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. You And you really do feel like this is the connection, the community, like, that's what it's all about. And I think a lot of Christian communities, their hearts, of course, are in the right place. Right. And that's what,
0: it starts as of course it does and and, yeah and so much of the like the judgment or the like again performance-based relationships with god just stem from a fear of not going to heaven or not or not doing what god wants us to do like they at the core you know we all are just we're trying really hard sometimes our actions you know may seem otherwise, but it it, it definitely is, like, from at least what I experienced growing up in the church, like, I look at even, like, the authority figures, like, the adults that I grew up around, and I'm, like, whoa, like, they were really just, just scared of not having it all together Mm -hmm. for God, Mm -hmm. and that sucks, like, that, I hate that, that's got to be so isolating, and I just yeah. I don't know I I, I want to be like for my friends and my future husband and kids and whatever I just want to be the first person to be like I am struggling like Jesus help me mm-hmm. like I'm the last person that's like got all of it together and I'm not, I don't want to I don't want to ever be the, judgmental in that way or whatever and um yeah I don't know where I'm going with that but no.
1: amen can i get an amen
0: um what was the response like after releasing this 99 percent of it was people relating you know Mm -hmm. you have the one percent of people that are like you know god's so disappointed that you're condoning this sort of behavior and blah blah blah. but that Mm -hmm. was to be expected but for the most Mm -hmm. part which is it's like comforting that people relate, but also completely heartbreaking because you don't don't want masses of people to relate to something like this. But Mm -hmm. the truth is, is I knew that they, they would, because I knew there's no way in heck, but I was, you know, just my small town was the only place that this existed. Um, So I think within releasing all the music that I've released, I'm, always eager to give people like almost like a home or a retreat for like experiences that they don't feel like they can talk about mm-hmm. and oh. I, like I man like the stories people will send you and stuff and it's like it's just crazy because you you feel like your situation is so specific to you mm-hmm. and you just realize it's like just really like everyone has a form of it in some way and so the response is definitely just been like I feel this to my core I mean even like the text you sent me like those things really are just the biggest form of encouragement you know to continue being honest and open because it really does start just the most beautiful conversations um and healing for people
1: yeah definitely I mean Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that you never want anyone to experience, but Mm -hmm. when you, when you hear like people's heart and that they are like, I'm in this with you because I felt that and like, you know, my, I feel like I had, I came out of the bubble of shame, like at a very young age. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but I was just like, Hmm. I I think God loves me. Like, I think we're Gucci here. Like, I think I'm doing my best and like, that's it. And like, I'm going to live this beautiful life in God's name. And like, for some of my friends, it was very different. It was Mm -hmm. like tears and tears and, and some friendships lost by other people and Mm -hmm. shame. And, and it's like, my heart would break watching that. And I'm like, please, baby girl, like mm-hmm. this is not God's intention. Right. Um, so, you know, ultimately to wrap it up, what do you feel like um, you hope people feel from this and, you know, the main message of God, sex and shame?
0: The main message for me was definitely like, I don't know. Like I don't know mm-hmm. what the answer is. I don't have it figured out. This is, you know, what I've struggled with, what I continue to struggle with. And it was like I just needed to say it. And yeah. you know, ultimately shame is just keeping stuff in the dark. And to me, like when you bring that stuff to light, when you hear other people relate to it or or even just give you show you love and acceptance. Mm-hmm that shame becomes smaller and smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and it it enriches relationships and, and your ability to connect with people. So I just, uh, this was something that like, you know, the people close to me knew about, but I needed to like vocalize it in the way that I do everything else, which is writing music and, and owning it. Like, I feel like I had to own it when Mm -hmm. I, put this out and um and that's given me such a gift but obviously you always want other people to again like feel healing or feel like they can relate to something but I just I have to like write from the place that like for myself you know otherwise I can't get it like that intimate so like I guess for myself, it was like a way of, of healing and owning, owning my feelings. Um, and then the beautiful mm-hmm. like reward of that is seeing other people feel the same way.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm very inspired and, um, you know, touched and I feel like it was a huge healing song for me and it still is. And I'm just I'm I'm very very inspired by you stop
0: I feel the same way I like I like I don't know just even being around y'all when I come to LA and stuff like I always leave just feeling so recharged Mm. and this conversation definitely did that for me today like I I needed it to just I know chat I,
1: I actually I actually feel uh inspired to like i don't know talk to i feel like i'm like oh maybe i should talk to god because it's kind of yeah. been a while
0: yeah
1: i feel like i'm gonna go touch the grass
0: heck yes it's been a literal snowstorm here and i've like it's so funny as soon as the option gets taken away i was like oh i just need to go ground yeah oh.
1: so i know i know prayers to everyone in the u.s right now that's um, struggling with yes. the snow that's really scary in Texas especially
0: I know it's been insane like all oh, my I grew up in North Louisiana and literally like saw snow maybe twice my whole life and mm-hmm. it's six seven inches of snow like my grandparents same thing like pipes bursting flooding like it's, oh my it's been insane
1: that's so scary
0: I'm insane. really sorry no it's, yeah. it's good we're hey spring's coming Yep. We're almost out of this. I can feel I can feel the world shifting. <laughs> We're almost there. I'm projecting that. On. I'm hoping. Yeah. But thank you for having me on here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being
1: vulnerable. I know this topic is like not always easy to
0: to talk about and um I just I really appreciate you sharing your heart. 100%. Thank you for calling it God's work because that when you sent me that I was like it shifted the perspective because you obviously have those doubts where you're like, is God literally sitting there going, this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, he actually might be like, good work, Lace. <laughs> Oh, Yes, I think, I think he
1: is. And I say he very lightly. She, yeah,
0: yeah. God.
1: <laughs> Entity. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I love you and I love you guys for listening. Thank you so much. I hope... You know, we tickled your brain a little bit (laughs) and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Love. Oh, dearie, dearie me.